This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Welcome, welcome everybody. I have a returning guest today, which is one of my favorite things to do because I feel like anytime I have a guest on that I really enjoy at the end, I'm like, wait, there's more to talk about. And so we have Juliet back. She's a 1-3 Sweeney projector, a visibility strategi- strategist. It's hard to say, visibility strategist. It's very hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> and her new book on marketing and human design shows you how to embody your true self and reclaim your power for magnetic online visibility. Kapow! It's such a good title. Boom. I love it. it. This is the funny thing. Now I'm going to say a lot of things about my book uh, as if I am not the author of the book, because the moment it was finished, I felt like I've had a baby and the baby is no longer part of me physically. It's its own entity. And I think that Mm -hmm. this is something that happens with our creative projects. And now I'm just like looking at it, admiring, and I just feel so even disconnected in a way, you know, because I'm reading some pages. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. That's awesome. And then I'm thinking, I am. I wrote it, but I, I don't have this connection and ownership of this. It's now has its own life. That's so great. I love, I love that you've, you've given it like that because then you can start something else. And as a Swinnick authority, it feels nice that you have the opportunity to be like, okay, that's going to kind of do its own thing. And now if I want to start something else, I can start because I know manifestors are the initiators, but I feel like most splenic authorities are good at the beginning just because they're like quick and then they can pass something off if they need to. (laughs) You know, um, I I wouldn't be talking for all people with the splenic authority, but there's another uh, one of those rabbit holes of research that I, as a one three dive into. Uh, One of them that came across me that's on my list to go very deep is um, human design sense. It's only a very small variable, Mm -hmm. but it actually, for me, my sense is action. And when I found out, I almost like I had like mind blown <laughs> gif. I turned into a gif because it's just literally the story of my life. I was called a rocket girl when I was young in my 20s. You know, my friends were like, like, what? Another boyfriend? What? Another thing? Another thing? And I'm just straight away into action. I don't get stuck in, I don't, mm-hmm. don't get stuck. I didn't get stuck in grief this year when my husband passed away because I just can't. I have to take action. And this book was one of those action steps that I took for healing and and it's really interesting so uh, I would be interested now from now on to be watching splenic authority people and seeing what action what what sense they have and is it a common thing to have that kind of sense as well with this authority I don't know I'm just talking out loud you know yeah Uh, it is true it is true because the truth for the splenic authority is in the now you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe this is what I just described about how I feel about my book is like it's there is no connection to the past or future. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really scary to think about it, you know, analytically, because almost like, you know, I I just mentioned my husband passed away 19 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. And I as a splenic authority, you, the truth is only right now. So what what right now feels real, the 19 years I had in this marriage doesn't feel real. And Mm -hmm. I had that feeling very quickly because it's just some sort of weird poof and it's no longer it is your reality because the reality is only now. And it's a really strange thing. There's a lot of guilt that came up when I first 
started thinking about it, you know. Yeah. But the thing is that that's your mechanics of how you're designed. This mm -hmm. it is what it is, and that's the only ways to accept it. And it's just you know I use it as more like observational fact, but I don't emotionally get attached to whether it's right or wrong or whatever it is. But this is something that I think maybe splenic, splenic authority people could relate to. Yeah, weird existence. Yeah, that's really the interesting moment. the way you put it. That because you're in the now. You, you kind of have to let things go because when it, once it becomes the past, it's no longer now. <laughs> it's it. You know, it's like yeah. something you read in a book. It's something, yeah. that's how it feels. It feels like a movie you watched, you know? And yes, it's you connect and yes, there's emotions and then everything, you know, but there is a disconnect in the perception of reality with this. And the same thing with the future. And it's very difficult for me personally, it's very difficult to set some sort of goals in the future. It's very, it's so unclear. It's really, really unclear. And the only way I can do it is just to focus on the moment right now. And that's the healthiest thing as well, which is very yeah. interesting. You know, yeah. like that's what avoids burnout and, you know, disappointment and everything. Just no expectations. Yeah, a lot of people are, say that, you know, live in the moment. Don't worry about the past or the future. And that's that's like splenic anthem right there. So that totally makes sense. I exactly. Love that. Well, the sacral sacral authority, gener like generators, manifesting generators, really should should also pay attention <laughs> to living in the now. It's really important for them mm -hmm. too, you know. And they get so hooked up on the past and the, and you know the grudges of the past specifically. I find you know, or like setting these goals that they want in the future, and they forget mm -hmm. that that their whole magic happens in the now right now you know and mm -hmm. then if you focus on that magic you will stop getting disappointed or you'll understand what what's the definition of what lights you up is because yeah. you can't notice what it is if your head is in the front you know in the past or in the, in the future somewhere else yeah you're responding to the now that yeah the sacral response to the now that totally makes sense i love that um so uh, as you were saying you wrote a book Yay. Yay. And I want to ask you, like, how did you go about doing that? <laughs> like, how did you decide to do it? And then kind of what was your process? Because it's I know it's a lot of work. So <laughs> I just want to know it how really you did was. That. It really was. And um, it's, a, it's a very good question, because a lot of people say, you know, I'd love to write a book. And uh, then they never start because it just feels so overwhelming, which it is, in all fairness, it's a lot of work. Um, I think that I started in, with a very strategic marketing hat on me and I thought, okay, you know what, having a book out there is really good because this is uh, another way people can discover me so I can be as a projector visible mm -hmm. without, you know, outreach or grabbing them or whatever, you know, so it's just another place for me to be visible but of mm -hmm. course then um I've, I've read a lot of books written by coaches written by marketers and there's one thing that i didn't want is i didn't first of all i didn't want to teach about human design because a mm -hmm. i'm not a human design certified practitioner right mm -hmm. i don't care about certifications as such i don't even think that i ever want to be but um i did have the imposter syndrome that came from my line one about this you know and i thought okay mm -hmm. i do not want this to be a textbook and the other reason is that almost every book out there on human design and even those that that try and write human design business human design marketing um, it, they're still kind of textbooky and mm -hmm. there's not enough practical application 
So when I started writing this uh, book, initially it was just a bunch of blog posts that I wrote that are actually now ranking quite highly for some human design criteria. And I thought, you know, if people are looking for this information, they find my articles, then they, you know, they go order my uh, marketing blueprint by designs. And so this is something that is grabbing them. Why don't I put all these articles that work together into a book? And it felt like it's going to be an easy thing because it's not like you're starting from scratch and you have to now write a book in quotation marks, right? (laughs) Right. It's like a big thing. You're just like, okay, I'll slap all these blog articles together and here you go, there's a book. But when I did that, the first draft, and I hired a coach for accountability, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I do consider myself a good writer, and I've discovered that by writing very long posts on Facebook over years, you know, I enjoy reading them myself. So, you know, I knew that writing part was okay, but the ca- accountability and just keeping me on track and keeping me, you know, kind of engaged with this project, because I might be very fast to start, which is true, but I'm not the finisher. I am not the finisher. There's so many books out there that I've started and I don't finish and courses and things like that. So I really wanted to finish this project. But I also didn't want to give myself any set dates, you know, like a due mm-hmm. date, because again, it's it's not in my design. I have a completely open will center. It's not in my design to give myself deadlines. And I also have undefined route. You know, yeah. I want to do things in their own time, in their mm-hmm. own pace, with their own, you know, and trusting that journey. And I started in October last year and uh, I put together this, you know, the initial draft and my coach said, this is uh, no offense, but this is like someone with ADHD. Uh, wrote the book. Now I I do have undiagnosed, but I do have some tendencies. So I said to her, "Yeah, it's very likely." And she said, no, <laughs> "The thing is that the thing is that it's very dis- disjointed, and okay. I would love you to add more personal stories to this." And that sort of made me think about you know when I read something, I always connect to the person behind. And while I don't want to read like a five hundred pages. And most of them is the story and there's no practical stuff mm-hmm. for me. I still want to have some practical, some personal connection. Because other than, if you don't connect to the author, you're not going to pay attention, like a due attention to what they're trying to deliver to you. Yeah, you yeah. know, so I don't want, I didn't want the book to be boring. So I started writing about, you know, my experiences and, and everything. And then there was a kind of big, a bit of a stalling period and i remember my coach was every week she was like juliet are you gonna finish the book are you gonna finish the book that was about november and, and december and i thought you know what it's like december we have holidays coming let's just like leave it till the new year mm-hmm. and what happened in in my personal life my my husband got sick on new year's day and mm-hmm. uh, several days later he went to the hospital he never came back you know I and know. he had brain brain cancer it was a relapse of his previous cancer and he lost his mind and then he passed away on st patrick's um, day this year and of course i couldn't write i couldn't even show up in my business you know i Mm -hmm. couldn't do anything and this was a big test now looking back and let's just park the traumatic part uh, about my husband but if you if i look back i could see because i live human design and i don't do it proudly like i'm not saying like i am so perfect and i live by human design human (laughs) design is an experiment right and i've been i've been experimenting with my life and specifically with my business for now now a second of almost three uh, almost two years so almost 30 years starting now and things proved this year when i couldn't create any content and i couldn't really show up 
um, but the systems I've created, like as a projector, uh, the systems that were helping me be visible with stuff that I've created before when I was in the zone, when I was, you know, really saying something that people were tuning into and creating videos and other things. So the three months that my husband was sick and all this turmoil was happening, the content I've created before, the systems I put in place before were actually helping my business not just survive but actually be steady and grow and mm -hmm. that was shocking to me that was shocking to me because you know we create these businesses online businesses and we want these businesses to you know um bring us prosperity and all these things but they turn into like this nightmare jobs that take all our headspace all our time you know mm -hmm. we're like bending backwards and trying to be, and we're so dependent often on these online businesses that we can't step away um, and I never even realized that I, I could and I can step away from my business and not just for a day or a week or a month, for three months. Mm -hmm. And still the business will support me, which is which was basically, you know, that's what we, we, we create these businesses for. Yeah, and that wow. was very, very inspiring to me. And when, you know, I buried my husband and, and um, I took a few, couple of weeks to, you know, just get catch my breath let's say yeah, yeah. and then I really felt you see my husband he was a splenic projector as well mm -hmm. and in those very rare moments when he he became delusional but the, he, he had these rare moments where he was very very clear about me and you know he he would remember who I am and what I do and he said to me a couple of times things like don't dare give up on this there's this huge huge future I see there's a growth curve in front of you you need to master this you need to do not give up this is going to be huge for you and you know it's very weird when you're dealing with someone who is losing the mind and, and the sense of you know timeline and and mm -hmm. memory and all mm -hmm. these things and then and then he he says something like this and you know this is something like a, a blessing this is something really serious this is something where his soul is speaking to mine rather than him just saying something, you know, as one human to another human. And the very last conversation we had, the conversation like that, he also was saying, I love when you're in the zone. I, I like when you're in the zone. And I was saying, what do you mean I'm in the zone? He says, when you're inspired, you need to focus on what inspires you. So I thought that I have to, this is the way to heal for me, you know, to get back into what inspires me. And because, you know, I always springboard in my life from negative and traumatic situations. I, they were always the springboard. When things are good, it's like melting chocolate. It's mm -hmm. all nice, you know, nobody wants to do anything. I don't want to take mm -hmm. any action. When things are bad, I take huge leaps of action. And so I leaped into writing a book and I started writing about my husband, um, about his last days, you know, and, and how this helped me, you know, focus on the book. But then the book also became, uh, it just started pouring out, you know, because what I wanted to do is I wanted to give my perspectives as a marketer of over two decades, um, mm -hmm. working with small businesses, small projects. I don't have corporate background behind me. I, even when I didn't work professionally as a marketer, I was always marketing on a side, whether it was my band or my fashion blog or something else, you know? So this was always something that I was, practicing and mastering my expertise and um and now i'm having a juliet stapleton moment which is blanket 
what, oh, am I, okay. what am I trying to say with that? <laughs> oh, yeah. So what I was what I was trying trying to say with that is that you know over the years, um, no, I don't know what I was saying. That you ask me the question, I'll come back. <laughs> no this. worries. This is so wonderful, and I love that you you have such strength about everything, and that you are using this energy to sort of propel you <clears throat> forward when it could have easily not done that, you know? And I like that you are so positive and just, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times people assume you have to be a certain way when trauma happens to you. And if you don't act a certain way, then you're not doing it right or whatever. And it's such a personal thing that I'm just really happy that you you know, used or used it to to make something that you wanted to make, and it it sounds to me like he he wanted this for you. So it's just really oh, I beautiful. I really appreciate I appreciate how um, deeply you're feeling um, feeling this. It's true, you know. I sometimes say it's it's harder for me to be in, in to be kind of get feelings like I'm stuck in the darkness. It hurts more, the feeling of stuckness Mm -hmm. than what caused the darkness in the first place. And that's why, you know, I kind of run away from that. And then I I leap into action. And what happens during that action, it's healing. And it has been, you know, and I I also, what you said, there's some assumptions how long you should be grieving. I'm still grieving. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So grieving is such a... This doesn't look like what everybody wants it to look yeah, like like you know the you hollywood know? version sort of or this is it you know this is conditioning isn't it this is like we're conditioned to mm-hmm. think that things should be certain way in a certain scenario and um there absolutely are but everybody has their own way of processing it looking mm-hmm. at it and seeing it and and i think that actually even the awareness of human design helped me be very neutral or or a little bit remote from the drama in the situation that happened to me because i could see more clearly uh, and maybe it is a splenic authority as well because splenic authority is a very primal authority mm-hmm. the whole yes. relationships with death and and life and all these things are very it's kind of like calm and cool you know you i don't know you feel it but but the instinct takes over and the instinct mm-hmm. says well this is part of natural cycle of life yeah and another observation i actually remembered what i was uh, where i got my blonde moment and i got <laughs> stuck because i was talking about you know um that i worked with small pro- uh, projects and small businesses and i wanted to in my book i wanted to talk about something that is really practical for someone like me or you mm-hmm. or someone who is a coach maybe is doing full-time or part-time it doesn't matter but but a coach who's on their own they don't have a big team they're not part of the team either so the dynamics the demand yeah. what we need to do how we need to show up it's all very very different from you know traditional marketing and traditional marketing doesn't even work for coaches and experts on this level and mm-hmm. this is exactly who this book is for uh, the examples i'm trying to use some of mine some of from my clients um stories and some just observations that generally that i see but i'm only looking at this industry because Traditional marketing and and just generally marketing industry, it's so noisy and so loud. Everybody's pushing their own agenda, which is fine. Everybody wants to make money. And I understand that from, you know, the material plane kind of person. I say, yeah, I understand you want to make money. But Mm -hmm. there's also a question of integrity and and, um, 
being really clear about who you're selling your strategies. And unfortunately, what I see in the world of marketing is that a lot of strategies that are sold to people like, you know, like us solopreneurs who are doing it all themselves mm -hmm. are not, they're strategies for someone who is either figured out already how to, they get clients, how, you know, how their business works and they want to scale. And yeah. I see a lot of times that these strategies are sold to someone who hasn't figured out anything. They don't even know oh, what yeah. they're doing. They haven't experienced anyone. They're like so confused about the 50 pages they have to fill about their ideal client avatar. And it's impossible because to know your ideal client, you need to work with a bunch of people. You need to yeah. experience them. Then you'll know who's your ideal, who is your not ideal. You have to try it. You cannot figure it out. But there's so much stuckness. And this book, if there's anything that I wanted as, a, as my goal is to get people unstuck, to let them understand there's nothing wrong with where they are, what what they are, how they are. There is a way for them to show up in a way that will feel natural, that will feel, um, when I say easy, yes, there will. there is a sense of ease. Discipline, nobody can be excused from not being disciplined, right? You have mm -hmm. to still be disciplined. There's some non-negotiable things you have to do because for in order for business to grow business is a very difficult thing yeah. to establish to grow you know it's really difficult people think that it's like oh my god i've been doing this for seven months and nothing happened well try seven years <laughs> yeah <laughs> because my business is only really stable in the last you know year Mm -hmm. And before that, it wasn't. My visibility was much bigger than my business. My business was okay. You know, I am the only breadwinner for <laughs> over a decade. So I was able to provide, but it wasn't that I could just step back and relax and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and say, okay, I know exactly what's going on because this is how long it takes. And you know what? It's not uncommon. I'm talking to some established um, coaches and, you know, those who dare to be honest, <laughs> and those who are yeah. kind of like me and they don't have teams or anything, you know, to help. And they say, yeah, it took so long long so mm -hmm. on average five to seven years which feels like such a long time but actually no looking back i feel like i only just started you know i i just feel mm -hmm. like you know you are this is a message from me you are where you need to be right now so some of us i for example have a split uh, definition in my design Mm -hmm. I know I get things so much slower. So when you read, if you're a split definition and you read the description for the split definition, it says you don't process things as fast as the single yeah. definition. What you should really read is that it's going to take years. It's going to be so long. You're, it's like you can't it's get things. super annoying. <laughs> it is so annoying. I took the driving test over the four or five year, years period, five times. When I failed on my sixth time, I was perfect. I didn't have a single error on the sheet that uh -huh. instructor had to fail, right? So I was perfect after all these fails, but I, it took me so long to get it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the same with everything, you know, it's the yeah. same with, I can, I can see how it's the same with my business. The visibility part is natural for me. And that's mm -hmm. why I can, you know, I, I'm so naturally strategic and I can see and I'm also analytical and that's why I think I was able to put these things into the book because it's not just about me and my journey I also see how with other people how it works and what doesn't mm -hmm. work and where they get hooked up on like you know the generators get so hooked up on preparing everything and be perfect before they start and, yeah. and it's just it's illogical because you can't be perfect first of all you don't know what you're doing so how can you understand where mm -hmm. the perfect level is yeah. and you know and and then not appreciating that the you in this you know the generators yeah. here 
to explore and who they are you know it's all about like what am i who am i right -hmm. but they don't do that they're like oh my god she's doing better he's doing better he's they're just like constantly looking out on other people and losing this wonderful life force power that they have when they focus on themselves and just you know do it i call i call this kind of marketing selfish marketing focus within yeah oh yeah for sure for sure my third mind loves this I know. And because, you know, we have to, and even if you're not, most of the lines to start with are introspective, right? The only line that is truly not introspective is line five. And even if usually they have a second line that will be introspective, we are all, we we all need to focus within, Mm -hmm. right? We all need to focus within. And then, so in this book, for example, I didn't want to go into any, um, too much detail that is good good and juicy to know but makes no difference if you don't do the basic stuff like follow yeah. your strategy understand your decision making authority and i also as a marketer i really love the lines because yeah. that's you know that comes from your sun and earth so that's 70 percent of all the energy you have understanding the dynamics in your conscious line understanding where the hookups are in subconscious line also understanding what it's about so you allow to do more of that consciously because that's how you activate the goodness of the first line too and i put the descriptions of um the lines with my own prism you know what Mm -hmm. i see as well and some examples sometimes as well um and uh, i do a little bit and i have this part in the book that i do a little bit of this juicy detail for example i talk about can you build a brand with an undefined g center because this came up with uh, one of the clients that i worked Mm -hmm. with and somebody who was a human design professional let's call them said to them no you cannot build a personal brand if you have an undefined uh, g-center and when she came to me (laughs) i could not believe that this happened because first of all i have an undefined g-center and i have a super strong personal brand Mm -hmm, i have a very strong and then i started i went on the research oh before i tell you about the research when i looked at that person that woman in front of me, she was so magnetically stunning. There is no way she should hide this. This will be attracting clients just on the face value. Mm-hmm. So I said to her, hang on a second, before even human design, you, you need to have a personal brand. You just have that thing. You just have to look mm-hmm. at you and you're sold. So then I, st- I started researching and guys, oh my God, Prince david bowie do i have to continue like this so is many the people idea. have undefined g-centers <laughs> people who have very strong personal brands so yes they yeah. have changed and evolved in their careers like i change and evolve as well you know it's throughout mm-hmm. my life i even look completely different you know sometimes but the core is there the core mm-hmm. always like we always Prince is always Prince and David Bowie is always David Bowie, you know, and I feel like with me, it's like the core is always, so the undefined G-center doesn't mean you don't know who you are. That's no, no, no. You can be conditioned and just like, you know, get hooked up on that in your mind, but you do, you have that core. It's just that you're so flexible and you're experiencing this whole, you know, the environment Mm. and everything. You're experiencing it in such a mm, vaster, not vaster, that's not an English word. You're experiencing all the 360 uh, possibilities of, of, you know, directions. And and I think it's beautiful, but God just creates so much, uh, so much insecurity when somebody says to you, you can't do this because you have this 
space in your design. Yeah, no, you I can do so. everything, <laughs> but you can find your own way, right? You can find your own way. That's why it's an experiment because it's not only, you know, th there are some things that you can be aware of, right? Your channels, what you bring to the table, you know, your hanging gates, you know, the openness, the conditioning. It's all really, really interesting. And yes, yeah. the, for the awareness, it's really great. But you know, if you understand how your aura is designed and, and literally how mechanically it works, that can add ease in, in how you are doing anything. Yeah and everything. It's just ease. You just know and you just enjoy how I know Ra said that many times, enjoy the movie. And I get it now because you just you see the mechanics and the mechanics are not going anywhere. It doesn't matter whether we believe in them, don't believe in them. They're just there, you know, yeah. and, and you're just observing that is so, so interesting. But there's little juicy details as well in the book that that I'm sure that um, the readers will enjoy, you know, especially if if it's a targeted audience, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. solopreneurs like us, right? So yeah. then there will be so much juicy detail. And I hope that at the end of reading the book, there will be so much relief, relief that you can do what whatever you want, you can try whatever you want. There's nothing uh, that is wrong. There is yeah. no, there is no the right way. Yeah, exactly. And I love that you know, knew that you're, you're going to stay in your lane with this book and not try to teach because I'm not, I don't, I'm not a teacher of human design either. I don't, it seems like too much responsibility. And I don't want, I want to be able to color outside the lines when I talk about human design. And I don't want to have to go, oh, I need to give you the correct verbiage. And this has to be right, because I'm teaching. But if you're not teaching, and you're just sharing your experience and you know holding space for people in human design then you have so much more room to, to wiggle around <laughs> this is actually exactly the reason uh first i started again strategically i called the book marketing by human design because that's that's discoverable key phrase you know this is something like the search engines will like um mm -hmm. but then i changed it because this is exactly i didn't want to be a teacher whether I'm certified or not, I just didn't want to teach anything. What I want to do is share my my perspectives. This is what line one, one does. Researches, mm -hmm. processes, shares, right? Yes. And so I thought, and, I, and then I had this aha moment. I, I called it on marketing and human design. And it on the cover, and I know this, there's no video for this, but on the cover, I actually have this uh, picture of me in-, in You a, look so great. Goss queen dress with an Elizabethan uh, collar around me with yeah, a beautiful silver uh, feather that I'm writing, or how do you call that feather that quill? you write? Quill. Quill, yeah. yes. And it's just so beautiful. And it was a fun photo shoot. We never even planned to you know, do anything with it, really. Um, it's something I did last year. And I can't believe how well it just fit on the cover and it is the contemplations and they, they used to call me the queen of visibility. And this is just exactly it's what great. it is. It's really it's good. So, so yeah, so it kind of all fell into this. You don't have to teach, you just share. Um, I don't think I'd give anything incorrect there. My human design teacher did go over the book. Oh, look at you, you're yeah. first line. So you're like, I have to make sure this is at least Right, a little bit. <laughs> well, I have to also tell you a secret. I am also a third line, right? A third line yeah. is my my body line. And there's so many stories I can tell you about what went wrong with this book. First of all, <laughs> I didn't ask my human design teacher because I forgot to ask her to look over the book. And I just went in and I, you know, I published it. And in the first manuscript that I uploaded, 
Ra Uruhu's name is spelled incorrectly 12 times. It's spelled Ra Uruhu because that's how I learned it from the start. Because I'm <laughs> dyslexic and I have a problem with names. And for two yeah. years, I'm telling everybody about Ra and I'm completely messing up his name. And it was so funny because this is a third line thing. You learn from mistakes, yeah. you know. And yeah. even my human design teacher who spotted it, the only person, and uh, not the only, but, you know, very little people uh, spotted oh, it. Oh, yeah, of course. Because you know what? It's a weird name. So your brain yeah. kind of scans over it and it doesn't go into it the swaps details. swaps up so. very easily. Oh, yeah, yeah, so for sure. And, and, but you know, I have a perfect excuse. Recently, I, my dyslexia is so crazy. I misspell my own surname. So I'm sorry, Ra, but you know, yeah. if I misspell my own name, surely I'm sure me and Ra would have such a laugh about this. Oh, he would this love is it. Typical third line. <laughs> so um, I have re-uploaded the manuscript to Amazon about 12 times altogether. And That's today so I, line. I love it. It's crazy. And today I got 10 author copies that are now here lining my shelf, right? 10 author copies of the book where I can see how like the name of my, my title as an author is misaligned on the cover. So I had to redesign the cover and I'm laughing doing this because, you know, and I know that there would be people who would be so embarrassed and they would, that would be like the end of their visibility and showing up. But the truth mm -hmm. is that we all make mistakes. We're human and it's going to, mistakes are going to to happen and mistakes is what shows us how to do things better how to do yeah. things you know more correctly and and if i had to do it all again um i probably wouldn't do anything differently because trust me i had a proofreader we proofread the book you know we just both missed stuff and 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 that's what happened you know this is it's all good it's all it's all um, it's all fine as long as the book itself is helpful and mm -hmm. when i checked and and the best news was we uploaded the manuscript i did never and never expected anything and i asked if you like i just sent an email to my list will you join the queen and i couldn't believe how many people replied and said that they will you know they'll they'll help me promote the book oh, and you sweet. know the booked interviews it was so amazing and i had something like 18 interviews booked in three days i'm a projector <laughs> let's just that's a lot <laughs> I know. So I did the first day. The first day I had four. So the first day I had four, I was dead by the end of it. It was the 14th of July. Then the 15th of July, I became a bestseller on uh, marketing. And it was amazing. Home-based business books, marketing category, and spiritual and new age category. So I became a bestseller number one on those categories. And in marketing, I stayed for five days. Awesome. solid bestseller you know so which was really really cool um and that's in america right so here in europe on, on german side was the same you know marketing number one business and money english books number one home-based business and it was so cool because i didn't expect this to happen that mm -hmm. i didn't need to do all these interviews that i've had for the other two days so i just canceled them and i rested i was so tired you know that's and all great, these yeah. you know mistakes and re-uploads and everything and i was just like okay you know what we do not need to push when things already happened, right? Mm -hmm. So I already have my screenshot. I already did that. That's fine. What's next? Let's move on now. We can do these interviews over the next couple of months, maybe. And yeah, that's what we yeah. did, you know? And it's perfect because you don't need to rush. Sometimes we rush too much and we burn out, you know? Mm -hmm. But sometimes, you know, you need to know when enough is enough. It's very difficult when you don't have a defined sacral. Yeah, but you yeah. can try. Yeah, but you can try. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's all nice. I can do. You're like spreading it out too, so that you're 
visible for a longer period of time, you know? Exactly. Like, and I think that that's a, a great move, especially for a projector to kind of yes. write it out in a way that is more easeful and gives you more space and more time. It and like exactly you said, you're killing results. it. So you can just do it however you want. <laughs> and an, an, an interesting thing is, you know, the book was free for the first five days. You know, it was um, it, it's a strategy people have. And, you know, I used the strategy and the strategy worked and it's great and it's great. And uh, and then I couldn't believe how many people purchased the book, even though it's very affordable. I said to myself, I am not doing this for profits. I feel like human design books are very expensive. Like you go there and the books are like 25, 40. The big red books, like 50, 60 bucks or something. Like yeah. what? <laughs> And so, you know, it's like, do you want people to live by design or not? That's my question. Why are you, you know, you can't be, you can't be a millionaire. This is too niche of a subject to become a millionaire on book sales, right? It's not yeah. a novel. Oh, yeah. It's it's not Da Vinci Code. Oh, I right? know you that know, wasn't your plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I, when I thought that about this, I was thinking, okay, hang on a second. So, okay, I could get 10 bucks off a book royalties, but do I need to do it? Or what do I want to do? I want this book to be affordable accessible that yeah. anybody can can read it and you know there's no even a, it's not a like a decision oh i'm going to spend 30 bucks on this book no i don't have to no, save no. up for it no, no please i mean if you want to save up for something you definitely shouldn't be buying it well in, i'm talking about marketing and, and courses and and programs and all these kind of things i'm real against against that but you know what two bucks on kindle i think you can afford it so oh, yeah that's great i'm that's gonna what get I'm it saying. i'm excited <laughs> that's what I'm saying. but it's really beautiful in print it really is i've already is. redesigned the cover so even hardcover is really beautiful so yeah, i'm very very proud it I, is. I love I'm... pretty things and it's so pretty <laughs> When I saw it, I thought about you and it was so fortuitous that I changed my Instagram handle. So I needed to change my, um, my pod art. Juliet made my pod art. She's wonderful Yay! and glorious and my Instagram handles in it. And I like that a lot. And so I was like, I have to fix this because I like this. And so, um, I was so happy that when I read it, reached out to you, you wanted to be on the podcast too, because I knew you had just put out the book. And I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about the book because I love this idea of finding the people that just like you said, aren't ready to scale. Cause I like that word is so debilitating just that word, because you're like, okay, we're ready to scale your business. And, you, and it's like, well, what if I'm not, I'm not there yet. I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but you know, you there's another scale. thing as well. There's another thing as well. I pretty well, I know what I'm doing. And if I'm really honest with you, I think if I'm honest with myself, I only know what I have experienced. So I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I only know what what over these seven years I've learned, right? Yeah. Uh, and I bumped into things and I tried everything and I know a lot of things that didn't work. I put them in the book. But um, in terms of what I'm doing, I don't know. So there could be so much ahead and so little, but I don't want to scale, scale in a way that will destroy the balance that I have. You know, mm -hmm. there's a key as well. We're starting these businesses, but you have to ask yourself, like how much do you want this business to be to be taking your 
energy and and, yes. and and because like we are projectors two of us are projectors we can be so inspired but that doesn't give us extra energy like it does for the generator types mm -hmm. you know the generator mm -hmm. type could be lit up and it just has this access available energy and even if it goes because it's kind of like an oscillator it goes a little bit down you can take a rest and then it goes back up again for us yeah. for me i launch a book and then i have to cancel everything for a week <laughs> you know, because yeah. because I'm just exhausted and it doesn't yeah. matter that inside I'm still inspired. I just don't have physical energy to continue and sustain this space. So mm -hmm. I want to have a business where I don't even when we what we call a scale that I don't lose the balance and freedom mm -hmm. and especially freedom and flexibility, because this is why I made so many decisions before and, you know, scary decisions so I can be flexible. So I can cancel everything for a week and feel okay with that. Don't, don't feel yeah. like I'm missing out. And, you know, it's really cool because when you know what you want in like, what kind of business do you want? What does this business need to do for me? My business needs to allow me to wake up at whatever time I want in the morning projector. Mm -hmm. I don't wake up very easily. You know, it takes me yep. a few hours to even wake up from waking up <laughs> So <Yep. laughs> with coffee and everything. And then I want to go out for coffee or something or shopping or something. I don't want anyone to say you have to sit in the office because you're the cog in this, you know, system or, and I yeah. don't want to manage people either. I, I'm a lone wolf. My design is a very lone wolf. I don't want to manage anyone because I find that this is more stressful and takes much more of my time when I have to communicate with others. I will rather do it alone. And I know that there is a bit of a conditioning in this when you say, I do it myself, this is an open, open sacral conditioning, mm -hmm. but I'm also an essentialist. So I only do things that are essential for my business. And I try not to do things that I, I already see that they're hassle. They take a lot of energy, but actually they don't bring any business, you know, in the amounts or flow as I was, you know, I, as I hoped and as I expected. Mm -hmm. And, and I, before I pivoted into human design, my specialty was Facebook marketing. So yes. Facebook profile marketing, where you go, you know, you, you show up on your personal profile, not on the page, right? And organically you build yourself with content and you, you know, create your network, send friend requests and all these things. And you know what? My business wasn't as steady as it is now. And I don't do 75% of things that I was doing then, mm -hmm. you know, be, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, the hustle, you know, sometimes things don't work. You need to start looking at things. Where is this client come from? Where's this client? Like ask people where they find, where are they coming from? How did they find you? Do more of that. For me, it was yeah. always interviews, my own podcast, you know, so it was always creating content, not for Facebook, but actually for the wider world out there. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can focus on that. It doesn't matter that right now there's not, no evidence that every time you put out an episode, the, you know, a client comes, that doesn't work that way. So you yeah. don't attach any expectations. You create because you have something to say that lights yeah, you up. Exactly. Just do that. And that is very, very magnetic in itself. Yeah, I love that. Oh, this has been such a wonderful conversation and I can't wait to get your book. Um, and I know you mentioned Amazon. So is that is that how we get it? Is that how we're getting it? Oh, yes, please just go whatever your local Amazon marketplace, if it's, you know, the US or is it .com or whichever way on each one of it, 
you can get a kindle you get it anywhere yes get it anywhere uh order yourself a, a paperback or hard copy just for pretty it's gonna it like bedazzle so your guys. shelf and uh yeah but but yeah but the kindle one is and as i said you know it's so cheap and uh you will enjoy it it's now that i have the book what what i didn't realize i write very very long posts on facebook so i was had kind of a reservation that my book is too long and also i started writing it in a google doc and that was a big mistake because Google Doc is like a big, big body of text. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Overwhelming. What really helped me, and this is a good practical advice, if you want to write a book, get yourself an app that is designed to write books. For example, I use an app called Atticus and mm. it's really, really cool. Every chapter is its own little, like an editor, you know, so oh, it's okay. a little doc. And you can also see straight away, there's this formatting tab where you can see how it's going to look as a book. And that is super motivating, Yeah, super yeah. motivating because you see the, you know, it's not like a big body of text. And yeah. You get oh yeah. Mind. I can totally see how that will help. And then yes, you're like, and look, this is this chapter. And then I got the next and chapter. And you can even click on the button and that chapter comes down as a PDF. So you can even, you know, like print out one chapter at mm -hmm. a time to proofread and see how yeah. it's going to look. And I absolutely loved it. But now when I'm flipping through the pages, I can see that actually the chapters are very small, like three, four pages. That's nothing. This is not like, you know, yeah. book one chapter. And it's so easy to consume. Mm -hmm. So I kind of I, I say to myself I did a good job breaking it into parts and everything and yeah. it's very very easy you can literally like devour it in a day or two so cool. I think that you will enjoy it. Oh great thank you I can't wait I'm really excited because it sounds like it's made for me um, and if it sounds like it's made for you go get Juliet's book and I'm so happy to have chatted with you and connected with you again because you're just you have such a positive energy about you and it's very wonderful. And you know I like your accent. I told you that last time. <laughs> yes, you did. I, I love you. I love you right, right back. Yes, guys, please go get the book. If you you can either Google Juliet Stapleton or on marketing and human design. When you see a blonde girl with a quill, oh, you'll know that's it when me. you see it. You'll know when you yes. see it, you guys. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for coming on, Juliet. Juliet. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.